I'm Ryan Johnson. I'm Tyler Schmidt. I'm Lou Janu. And this is Car Talk, a podcast about trading cards. We're here to teach you everything you need to know about flipping cards. Whether it's the next breakout rookie, a new Magic the Gathering release on the way, or Pokemon's 25th anniversary, we'll break it all down. So sit back and listen up. Those cards collecting dust in your closet could make you some real cash. Welcome to Card Talk. All right, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Card Talk. I'm Ryan, joined as always by Tyler and Lou, and today is a big day. We are on episode 50 of Card Talk, the big 5-0. It's the Frankie Louvu episode of Card Talk. Frankie Louvu. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was number 50. Is that a Jets player? He's been a random Jets player for the last like three or four years. Oh, my God. Yeah, he is number 50. So we've got to be coming up relatively close on a year yeah two weeks right that's two weeks shy 52 weeks in a year you're not wrong you know we took one or two weeks weeks off yeah so we've been doing this bad boy a little over a year now first episode was seven eight yeah it was july got it so we're not one month because we record tuesday morning so this is june 8th so we've got a month till our our one year remember monday night recordings yeah Yeah. 4 30 i miss those yeah great i miss yeah Monday no, those cool. aren't nearly as exciting. All right, but lots to talk about in today's episode. I know we're getting closer and closer to the national. Nets are going to win the NBA Finals, it seems, after after last night's performance. we got to make a play this week. We're going to bring that back, talk about latest launch, get into a few other topics. But, Ty, it looks like the first thing on here is going to be Babe Ruth. So I will let you talk a little bit about that sale. Well, first and foremost, we got into it a little bit last night about you know Babe's background. You and Lou got into it. Yeah, you know, and like, listen, guy. we're not conspiracy theory guys, but the babe was probably more Dominican or African-American than than not. More than not, for sure. Like, it's kind of the word on the streets. I don't doubt it. I've never heard this in my life. I hadn't heard it either. I told my, called my dad. I don't call my dad for anything, really, which is bad. But What'd I called say? my dad and he was like, no way. And I showed him a colored, like a colored picture. And he was like, oh, yeah. That he's Dominican, hundred percent. Word is that that's why they wouldn't let him manage mm-hmm. after he retired because he wanted to segregate everything, and they were like, or not segregate, um, desegregate, desegregate. They were like, nope, that's crazy. And he played in both leagues for a little bit. So that was we were talking about the sale. What's the word on the sale? Is that that was the collectible drama? Yeah situation this past week yeah long and short i'm sure everyone who's in this podcast probably knows but if you don't basically uh collectible listed a babe ruth for six million for they listed one percent of a babe ruth valued at six million dollars i think it was twenty thousand shares at three dollars a piece right which would make it the most expensive card of all time but there there's a few caveats to it the one percent part is the thing like mm-hmm. the guy the person who owns it still has 99 percent ownership of it mm-hmm. and the the quote-unquote controversy came from when they haven't. There's no official sale of the card at six million dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they wanted to like keep a lot of it private, if I understand right. Yeah, the person who owned it had it in the Babe Ruth Museum. This person Y bought it for an undisclosed amount of money. Collectible has said it is over five point two million dollars, making it the valuation currently six million dollars. Because when you own a like what we we're talking about in our text last night, like once you own a car like that, the second you buy it, it's worth more money. That's where that came from. I don't think there was like... I don't think there was ill intent either. I don't believe that they were attempting to dupe anything or I think that this, you know, run of records and I think of right now the state of kind of the overall market being a bit down 
which has definitely affected a lot of these fractional companies post-raise. I think just some of the messaging and wording came off wrong of like, we just sold a $6 million card record. And then I think as well as the the hobby can be vicious at times. Like if you if you step out of line on something, yes. you're going to get buried. And I think it was a kind of large culmination of that. Did they list the 20,000 shares at $3 yet? Yeah, I think the point I want to make here, and this has been like, you don't think it was, okay, so Jay said he doesn't think it was listed yet. I, I think the point I wanted to drive home, and everyone's now heard this from all sides of like, is it shady? Is it bad? Blah, blah. The point I wanted to drive home, and again, what I said in our thread was like, there's no rules to the, there's not a lot of rules to the road on this, right? So number one, they are not under any obligation to to show a public sale of $6 million. They It is in the interest of the person who owns it to keep it private if they decide they want to do so. And the valuation is what it is. Like, there's not a whole lot to that. And I think that's the part where people are getting confused and angry is because they're looking for some sort of reference point and there necessarily isn't one for a card of that rarity. Yeah, there's a lot of, I think, cynicism around yes. moves right now because of you know, we're seeing a lot of downturn in prices. And I think so then when you see that, it's like I'm just trying to get you. And people make mistakes. And I think in this kind of a lot of records are happening, positioning, posturing. It is not listed yet. Officially. You know, there's probably a little bit of miscommunication, you know, along with just then being like, not true, not true. That's not true. Right. Yeah. I think, you know, if Ezra came to us for advice, which he never in his life would, he would probably, I would probably tell him they probably, they could have done a better job of making it clear that there isn't a confirmed sale at $6 million and there's a private sale of over 5.2. They could have done a better job of making that more clear. Yep. Personally speaking, I, I know those guys. I like those guys. Me too. Going off that energy. So that's Babe, great Bambino himself. Bigger fan of Yogi Berra, personally, coming from you know Montclair. But He's from Montclair? Yeah, Yogi. I love Yogi. He's a Montclair guy. We'll talk a little bit about the NBA. We were just talking about that before. And then we're going to have to dive a little bit into what we're talking. We're calling alternative sports right now. Pause for one second. I want to do two things. One, I want to get an update on uh, NBA playoff predictions. I say that because I know that I still have two teams live, which I typically don't at this stage of the playoffs. So I'm feeling really good about that. And then on the alternative sports, I just want to make it clear that like we've been hardcore pro alternative sports from the beginning. That's <laughs> from the jump. From the jump. For a year now. Correct. I would love to know who we picked for the finals because I do not remember. I think I picked Bucks, Bucks, Lakers. You picked Bucks, Lakers, I believe. I picked Nets, Clippers. You did pick Nets, Clippers, and got you know away by the hair on your chinny chin chin. Uh, let's let's not pretend that the the fucking Clippers weren't like insane in Game Seven. The Mavericks are horrible, but the 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 Clippers well, were really good. Is horrible. Yeah, Porzingis. Luca is amazing. Yeah, Luca was by far and away the best player on the court. Not even close. And I was talking to a buddy about this last night, and I've this is now starting to bubble. This thing where Luca can't make free throws is like a little bit of a problem. It's a we, little bit of a problem. We might get buried in the comments by Kawhi people saying, "How dare you say that?" But I like mean, Kawhi was amazing. Kawhi was amazing. Incredible. Luca amazing. carried that. That wouldn't that, if that wasn't a, if Luca wasn't on that team, they wouldn't have been in the playoffs. Yet alone in that series, it'd have been four love. It got swept. Yeah. But it's a real problem. You can't make free throws. I'm just going to put that out there. It's a concern. It, it's a concern. You had Lakers, Bucks, Ryan, which it's looking like. Not good. Listen, Over. you deployed all your chips on the Jokic MVP I, I'm pick. more of like an MVP, rookie of the year predictor type guy. Not. I'm going to be a year a, late with the Ryan Tannehill MVP pick. <laughs> yeah. Because he's, he's going for it next year. But 
biggest. <laughs> it's crazy how NFL picks get thrown around. Like a second round pick for Julio is crazy. Anyway, I'm pretty sure I had Bucks Suns, but then I navigated my way to Net Suns. You navigated <laughs> your way to Net Suns. When did you navigate your way? I mean, after the show, you decided to change it, and now Jason's just gonna run my with way that. through the conversation and landed on probably Net Suns. That's some bullshit. But I think Lou had Nets. I did have Nets clips, 100%. Got a lot of negative energy for that one because people don't believe in the Clippers. Hope it's not the Nets clips. Oh, no. That would be terrible. Why? It's terrible. the two best teams. Clippers are oh, Put the Suns in there. Thank you. Suns, Nets would be the... I mean, ugh. I mean, Bucks, Suns would be better, but if, if the Nets gotta be there, don't make it the Clippers. Oh, that would be terrible. I disagree. I just want Devin Booker Purple Prism so bad. <laughs> That's all I care about. Booker had a very, very cool Killer Instinct game against the Lakers in that game six, he did. whatever it was. He did. Where he was like, he oh, did. AD's hurt. I'm going to literally attack him until they remove him from the game. Yeah. And then they did. The A drop 47, I think. He's a bona fide star. Yeah, but I don't think it matters at this point. After watching the Bucks get beat by 50 without James Harden, I mean, it seems like this is a wrap. Yeah, I think Durant's upset, and and he's letting it be known. I respect it. I think he's upset about KD. about his KD uh, about the the Chrome Ten price. You think he found out? Yeah, I think he feels disrespected. Yeah, that makes sense. What about Luca then? Is he also upset? That's why. He well, there's a lot more of them, you know, and he hasn't been around ah, more, as long. More liquidity. Yeah. So he's yeah. not as concerned. So right, like, right. Right. You know, right. Right. Like a lot of people are, you know, sitting on these things. You know, I think Booker just. He feels okay about where he stands right now because he knows a, a future in New York is is ahead. So let me ask you a question. Do you think this is the most sports conversation we've ever done on the show? Do you think it's more likely that you get Devin Booker or Dane Lillard? And then which one do you want more? Booker and Booker. Interesting. You really think Booker's like likely? Yeah, I think he's likely. That's crazy. But you also he's by coastal LeBron and KD and Giannis. No, no, I didn't. No, no. What? Giannis. I never said Giannis. Was going Maybe to not Giannis, but I'm just naming all every single KD, superstar. KD, I thought, and I think it was. I think KD was kind of done deal. Well, it's kind of confirmed that it was. And then right? didn't and then, Dolan like just yeah, be the Dolan worst fucked guy it up. ever? Yeah, yeah, Dolan fucked it up. Which respect, <laughs> but now he just shits on us all the time, and I don't like it. It makes me sad. We were going to go from NBA playoffs, and we're going to talk about alternative sports. I literally can't go 24 hours without hearing someone talk about F1, Ryan. Give us a little synopsis. You had a big trade night. The, the shop was buzzing. It was busy. Was there any F1 chatter? Uh, somebody ripped a box. That was about... I wasn't like on the floor as much. We had a bunch of people bringing stuff up to us. We got to buy, sell. We'd you know, do a little buy, sell trade. So I was a little bit more behind the counter. I didn't see much of it on the floor. A lot of, lot of football. That's a lot of football. A lot of, lot of football. A lot of cheap LeBron slabs being moved. A lot of people looking for those, like that's first year optics. There was some second year prism stuff. A lot of LeBron slabs, but a lot of, lot of football. Is his second year prism black heat jersey coming down the lane with his left hand? Y- the, yes. Is it I black think jersey? the 2012's red jersey. It's the red jersey, the 2012. The, but second year prism is when they won 2013. 2012 prism's a white jersey where he's standing up tall. 2013 is the red prism, mm-hmm. is the red jersey. Yes. Coming Where down the driving. lane with the left, right? Yeah, that's yes. a great photo of LeBron. Yeah, there's a couple of those. Uh, just a lot of cheap LeBron slabs in general being moved. And then a lot of football. A lot of Burrow, Baker, Kyler, some Danny Dimes, some Tua, a lot of Hurts. 
just a list of QBs. That's that was a lot of my trend was a lot of QB stuff. But people ask a lot of people asking for Trey and Luca though. Trey and Luca was was another popular one. I was you know. Do you think the demand has weaned, or did everyone just collectively agree that it was too expensive? Like demand for the hobby or demand for somebody specific? Demand for Trey and Luca, which I think is a good barometer for like hobby interest. We don't. I mean, we sell a good amount of those guys. I mean, they're just. Like we like you talked about earlier, like they're liquid, Do right? You sell they're... significantly more or less. So we put out an article on one thirty seven uh, this past week. Shameless plug, and it's titled "Is the card market softening?" The amount of cards, Trey and Luca specifically, that have been graded in the last two years in tandem with the rise in the price speaks volumes about the expansion of demand. And so, all things considered, for the price to be up over the last eighteen months on those cards, in line with the amount of supply that has increased, is actually banana land. That I think that's what I've started to think about, is like I feel like demand hasn't changed. It's just everyone decide, or it hasn't changed dramatically. Everyone just agreed that it was too expensive, which everyone agreed on it anyway, but then they just stopped trading at it. Yeah, but like the multiples of even, if, if all things considered, supply stayed the same and the price 4X'd, great. The price has like, even from, I don't know, two years ago, 18 months ago, I hope I'm not butchering a lot of data, Ryan, gut check me here, but supply has like doubled 3X'd, 4X'd, and prices have also increased down from the high. But if you if you put a baseline of like two years ago, supply and cost are both up. Yeah, but is with supply being as high as it is, as it is, is end, you know, are there enough end consumers to maintain an increase in price i'm not sure but i think you'll find a healthy floor i think the velocity of the price increase isn't sustainable yeah with in tandem with the supply increase Mm -hmm. because even so like psa opens back up you're gonna see more supply yeah that that's my my only concern is is you know the prices a couple years ago when there was a fifth of the supply agreed aren't as high now it's just do we have do we really have twenty five thousand? people interested in Luca PSA 10. Maybe. Ryan, what are your vibes right now? Still on the two different kind of paths. You're going to see cards like the, you know, the Brady, the Babe Ruth, those cards just go down at one path. And, you know, a lot of the other more modern stuff we talk a lot about is going to be a lot of the stuff you'll see at the national, a lot of stuff people still have interest in still trading. You're just not going to see the record sales aren't going to be on anywhere near on those cards. Those cards are just going to be daily trading for stocks. I mean, you're or just daily trading. You're just going to be passing them back and forth, picking up guys you'd rather have more, you know, getting out of trade, getting into somebody you like more and just swapping those back and forth and just hoping one of those guys becomes, a, a you know, a top five player. And then a lot of the Brady, Mahomes, like the super, super rare high-end stuff is just going to keep setting records just because you're never going to see it. So overall, you're positive and you think what... What, oh, so what yeah. do you, the last yeah. four months, would you consider to be healthy or un- unhealthy? It's healthy for the long term. Everything going up and making money on everything is not sustainable business, right? Like these cards have to come down. There are an infinite supply of a lot of these, right? Like if you want like a select Luca 10, there's 1500 minimum listed on eBay. It's not like they're, they're the rarest asset in the world. Like a LeBron James second year patch auto at a 10 is a lot more rare, right? Like the fact that they were so comparable in price is silly, 
right? I talked about this in November when I went to Dallas. I traded a Luca PSA 10 silver and a an Mbappe base prism 10 for a the Rock rookie 10 that had a pop 30, right? You're talking about common cards for cards you don't see every day. Yeah. Right? I mean, Brady, I picked up a Brady one, one absolute patch. They're like, just things you just don't see. I, I uh, yeah, I feel good about the hobby, but I think there's going to be a little bit more separation between the 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 rarity or the the rare items and the not so rare. Yeah, items. I think what's interesting is it hasn't happened with the football stuff yet. Like I know Mahomes, it's happening now a little bit. It just started because I remember a couple weeks ago, Mahomes Prism Tens were like ten grand, and then someone had a Contenders Auto nine five, and I think they wanted like sixteen for it, and I was like, that Delta makes no sense with where things are with base right now. So I feel like it's I don't know I that's why I keep going back to I'm not sure how much of it is basketball related like basketball is being like people just are tired of basketball. Yeah, I do agree that I'm as bullish about cards today as ever because I'm more bullish than ever about the overall mix of alternative investing. And I think that cards was the entry point for so many people in that, and I think that that got so many people into this game and overall hobby as in like myself as well that now people are enjoying it and saying hey where are other places to invest or that i might be interested in collecting and there might be a bit of a departure from the masses in quote-unquote cards right now but i think that now they're in the game and i think that some of these card shows we're going to start to see more of you know calls figure or someone can sell an nft at their table or graded video game and I think to your point, those more premium, lower population cards are going to be more sought after, but there's also going to be a continuous marketplace for base prism and all this stuff based on trade volume, based on what's happening in the game. It's still going to be solved. Obviously, Slaps, uh, uh, Starstock is doing a good job. Com sees like the old, you know, the older, more incumbent DJ in our chat is always just grinding these. Kevin De Bruyne of Future Stars bought it for a dollar eighteen, sold it for seven ninety five. Before we had this COVID buildup where the market was exploding for the last eighteen months or twelve months, fourteen, whatever, like people still were interested in guys going into the next season, right? Like you, you bought Trey Young thinking he was going to be good. You bought, you know. Carson Wentz thinking he was going to have a big year. Like we still bought the guys that we anticipated were yeah. being good. Just the prices you're going to pay for them aren't going to be, you know, the days of paying $1,200 for a base 10 of a guy that you think is going to be good in the summer before the season just isn't as likely anymore. You're going to be able to get that at an affordable price. You'll buy it. And then if they do something, it has potential to rise. Yeah. More work is going to need to be done. I do think those opportunities are still going to exist. Bogdanovich. They make another run in this playoff. There's people that have been stacking Bogdanovich's. Like those opportunities, they might not be as few and far between. And they're probably not going to come with like these bona fide number one pick stars because guess what? Everyone is interested in them. My dad just walked in. He just played a tennis match this morning, caught a W. Alternative sports are huge. French Open's going on right now. You may have Novak, no, Novak Djokovic had an unreal W yesterday. Guy goes down two sets to love. Seven six seven six, to a dude who's playing in the French Open for the first time, and my dude was humming. Novak's like, this dude's a problem. I don't know what to do about it. Then my man went six one six zero four zero. The guy turned in the, the turned in the towel. It was a epic, epic sporting match. One of the things that my dad always said to me was that 
sports are unscripted drama. That's why people watch. And I think that with more content, Netflix, F1, all this, you know, big three basketball, three on three hoops is in the Olympics. The reason that NFL, NBA, NHL were what they were is because there was only so many pipes to be filled with content. Now, anyone can make anything about anything. And we're going to start to see that chip away. Then he popped in and said he had a, a stock, Clover Health, a meme stock that just exploded this morning. And I'm like, more alternative kind of different forms of investing that are happening. To me, there is still immense amount of opportunity in cards. That's my rant. I agree. Logan freaking Paul wore the fucking <laughs> Charizard. Logan Paul with the BGS 10. Yeah, dude. Like I, the thing I, the, I just want to say, the thing I don't, I worry about, lo- I'm going to say worry again. It's not worry, but the thing I am concerned about losing is like, I do think the low end is a really important thing for everyone to experience. If you want to be interested in cards, if you like investing, if you want to learn about entrepreneurship, anything like that, I do think getting involved in that low end is really important. Do you think that I've been noodling on this. Do you think that grading cards, Ryan, you would have great insight into this, has become such a big part of the low end with it turned off right now, it has hindered the low end a little bit because raw transactions of low end aren't happening as much. And so like, Mm -hmm. because you can't really get them graded or for the price. And so there's been less transfer of those because it's not as liquid or active. Because there's no upside. You pull a Justin Herbert, you know, select rookie in the past. You're like, hey, I'll send this to PSA. Cost me 20, 25 bucks. I'll see it in eight months and it'll be worth $200. And that is worth my time, right? You'll rip some boxes. You'll hit some burrows, some some tuas, whatever you get. You get a little stack of 10 cards together. You spend 250, you get them back in eight months and you got a thousand dollars worth of cards. That does not exist at the moment, right? SGC has the option for, you know, 29 bucks, whatever, less than $30 where you can get it in but it's it's not the same as PSA, right? It's never going to be. PSA is, is the premium. So you've got a little bit of upside there, but not everybody feels the same way about SGC as they do PSA, right? The market as a whole believes in PSA. And with PSA being closed, it's just the option to send in that stuff you pull from that blaster box or your base rookies from your box of legacy football with Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence. There's just not the upside there was, right? And there's a lot of them. So it's just everybody is, you know... It's just they're easy for everybody to get, and the the ability to send it into grading not being there, I I think has hurt a lot of that low end. But we've talked about it before. Is PSA bringing that option back? Like, does PSA want to grade five dollar cards, ten dollar cards, twenty dollar cards again? I believe the answer to be no, but we'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens when they open back up. You know, hopefully July first. I think that they will. Interesting. But I do think that it's going to be a bit of a longer process. And to your point, the eight months, you know, or you can pay. You think longer than eight? No, but eight months is a good chunk of time too. I mean, that's an entire season. A hundred percent. Yeah. I'm just, there are, you know, subs back that, you know, take 10, you know, nine to 10 months now, even, I mean, longer than eight months. So, but that's what got them in this spot now. PSA opens back up at $25. They will get flooded with cards. Well, it's what fueled. The thing is, when they were getting flooded with cards, the expectation was still two, three-month turnaround time. Two, three-month turnaround time and four to five extra money without even thinking about it. And that four to five X money then was being poured into other things that was rapidly increasing. Yeah, it was, the, it was a little bit cyclical. I 
do think if they made it clear that like this is going to take a while, I think that would keep things under control, right? If there's no expectation of timing at because all. Because if I'm a 14 year old, if I'm 14 and I'm trying to grind right now, it's tough. You used to be able to get a box. Your parents could give you a box for whatever. Your buddy, you and your buddy would go half, rip some things, grade some things, make some, make some coins. Those days are back. Those days right are now, back. Or they will be back. No, they're back. Box prices are way down. It's not just single cards that are down. Box prices are down. They're, I know, but I'm saying they're down because people can't, can't then pull the card and then grade it. Yeah, but me and Ryan could split a box right now. But this is that's not that's not nothing new though. Like it, it's not supposed to be easy. When I got in it, it wasn't just grade a card, get it back in eight months, and make five hundred dollars. Yeah. You've got to put in the work, right? It, it, we got soft. Yeah, you get to grade, you get to rip some blasters and grade a bunch of cards and make a thousand dollars in six months because PSA gives you Respect. tens. Are you kidding me? You got to like go through dollar boxes and five dollars. It takes time. Learn it how doesn't to just happen overnight. That's where it's like. Respect. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a 14 year old kid struggling because he can't grade a bunch of cards and make a thousand dollars. Well, that's the whole thing where people are like, it's all dead. And it's like the exact, you can't just follow an exact blueprint. You have to find something new to do. And people don't like doing that. Everywhere. Yeah. I agree with Ty's point earlier. Like there's a lot of opportunity if you do your work. Like it's not, it's not meant to be the easiest thing in the world, but it's also meant to be enjoyable. That's the most important part. If you're able to have it be enjoyment. Sure. It's like, again, that. The eight years with Gary now is like there's so much reprogramming of money and work and happiness. Most people are built your whole 16 years, first 16 years of your life or 20 college is you have to do something and it probably should be miserable. Mm-hmm. School, like homework, grades, like all of it. You rarely find someone that's championed for like really liking ceramics and getting an A. Yeah. Because if they do, they're not that good. All right. We'll talk more about this in a future episode. But for that was fun. That was uh, we get a little action right there. Rai said, we're getting soft. <laughs> yeah, that was great. I, Rai, no, I fully agree. One of my favorite parts about your personality that I don't think you fully acknowledge, but is there, is that you're low-key like a, like a youth baseball dad inside your brain. And you're like, we're getting soft. And it's like, what? <laughs> God damn. I, I love, love you, Ryan. Sliced I really do. oranges, Gatorade. I love oh, Ryan. Old fashioned H2O. <laughs> All right. So we're going to get into play of the week. Again, play of the week is brought to you by eBay, your number one stop for all things cards and collectibles. All right. So Jay fielded some plays this week, and we have a ton of them. Looks like people had some. A, a busy last week or so because there are so there's a whole bunch of them on here let's see if you guys looked at any i think this is one because this is relevant so shout out to kelly cards with a k and a z on ig it says turned a three dollar julio jones rookie into 17 dollars, which is nine dollars 85 cents profit after shipping obviously you i'm sure you guys saw that trade this weekend tyler's ryan Tannehill pick like he mentioned a year early with A.J. Brown, Derrick Henry, and Julio Jones, if Tannehill could be any, any you know, decent at all, the Titans are probably 1A, 1B, one, you know, one of the top couple teams to challenge the, 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 the Chiefs in the AFC. So shout out to Kelly Cards for flipping a little Julio Jones action. I like that. What do you think about, I don't know if I'd be a buyer of Julio right now. 
I like the all-time guys, the rare stuff of the all-time guys, because it is a... F- is Julio an all-time guy? Probably, probably top 10 wide receiver all-time. Huh. Top 10 all-time Julio Jones? Yeah, I, I can get behind that. Okay. I don't I don't tell you. But, like, I picked up when I was in Dallas, I picked up that Calvin Johnson SP Authentic on-card patch rookie auto for less than 400 bucks. Yeah, that's really good. I, maybe I need to look into the rare stuff more then, because I feel like... Yeah, like I can get pumped about a Calvin Johnson SP Authentic. Like it's a cool patch. It's really, really nice. And I'm like, what are you getting for 400 bucks of Mahomes? Nothing. A PSA 10 playoff base rookie? I mean, no, that's probably more than 400. Not even. I think they're cool because of the value. Tyler, what about this one? You, you'll know a little bit about this. So it's from Austin Cards. It says 2006 Panini Candy Soccer Display. Messi and Ronaldo rookie stickers. Love your work, guys. Yeah, that's the green ones. The green card. Yeah, yeah, it's the it's the one that has the Zlatan Beckham joint. Yeah. Don't know much about them. They're rare. They are rare. But what I worry about at times in these spikes and then dips is, and I, to your point, I respect it because doing the work. To me, when you say uh, you got to innovate, you got to try different things, I think about our boy Roberto Galvez all the time, who is set up with us. There's always another move to be made, and I think about that with these candy joints. And what I worry about is, you know, it's like when you find a new pocket of gold or they found gas in Pennsylvania and it's like, okay, one person finds it, boom, it gets crazy. And then people kind of ape into it and everyone's buying these latons at prices. And then it takes a long time for it to be accepted or understood as like a real legit card. Yeah. They don't just happen typically overnight. Yeah. But prices can skyrocket quick, and then, and then it's like people get into it. Realize, think it's very rare, but then over time, there's just an infinite amount of supply, and people buy it and grade it and buy it and grade it, and it just chips away. As a collector, do I believe this Latam Beckham Ronaldo candy card is fire? I do because it's those three guys, legendary. The three people on a card thing is kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Do I care at all about Messi and Ronaldo's stickers from that set? I don't because the only reason people I think think that they matter is because there's low supply. And I think sometimes that can be BS. The the low the quote unquote low pop thing is a very it's a very self fulfilling like people roll up and they're like it's the only one. It's extremely self fulfilling. And you're like, guy, I get it, because no one cares about the card. No one's graded it before. That's why it's low pop. I wanted to pick. I wanted to point one out here. The uh, J Hill. It's from Jack underscore Kraus. J Hill Prism White Sparkle of twenty that just came out recently. UFC. UFC. Yeah, he's the opening fight on the main card, light heavyweight. I think that's a very cool play as like a rare UFC newer card. If this guy wins his first fight, in his, I th- I'm pretty sure it's his UFC debut. Like, that's a sneaky. A sneaky play. I'm a big fan. Can we talk about these Prism White Sparkle Packs? One of my favorite things. Is that a newer-ish thing? No. I've done it for a while. They come out every year. They, they always do them? Yeah. They're really cool. They're they're extremely hard to get. Because they sell out? Yeah, they're, they're mostly for Panini points. Yeah, you get them in the app. That's the whole thing. They're typically one of the better things you can buy with Panini points. You can only buy them with Panini points? Sometimes they've done a catch release, but most of the time they're just straight Panini points. That's all you can buy them with. That's why I like Panini rewards points will have spikes. It's like a chart. It's like they sell for this, they sell for this, and then boop, everybody wants them. And back down, and boop, everybody wants them. 
So the time to buy them is when not everybody's paying attention to them. And then, yeah, I have a ton of Panini points in my account because I got like a, I think it was a three, a, no, 5,000 Panini point one. Is that right, Rye? That's not right. That sounds about right. Yeah, it was a high. It was a higher one. People were like pumped when I opened it and I missed the white spark release, but that's what I was going to buy with it. So I'll probably get it soon. Because I saw the, the, I was going to say EPL, but then I remember us getting dusted in the comments. Yeah, don't say the word EPL. Or Euros. But then he should suck. I'm, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, guy. And man's my guy. He's always in there first, second, first or second comment. And then he buried me with, hey, I need you to start using the right soccer terms. I was like, what? It's proper football. There was a nice sparkle pack. I tried to make a play on those, but I got buried by bots or just people with more passion to executing e-commerce Shout out to our guy Yamwax for buying a 1998 Steve Jobs and a 2004 Steve Wozniak rookie cards. I respect the Apple game. Big Apple guy. Bezos is going to space though. Does Bezos have cards? Yes. I've seen them. Interesting. What about a one of one card shop? Herbert Kaboom PSA 10. It's crazy what's happened to Kaboom. Kaboom's been hot. It's been one of the few things that's still maintained growth throughout the last few months. We should have our Kaboom guy on. Our Kaboom guy? You know the Kaboom guy. The guy who sets up at the shows that we've known since the initial initial national. That yes, we went that to. guy we can have on for sure. I thought we were talking about our Kaboom guy. Oh, our Kaboom guy? Yeah. No, I'm talking about the Kaboom guy. <laughs> like, I bought the gold Neymar from him. I think G yes. got the gold Messi or the yeah. gold Mbappe off of him. Yes. At National 2019. So shout out to Porco underscore sports cards. This is a card I, I think it's cool. 0506 Upper Deck the Cup. Sidney Crosby signature patch rookie auto out of 75. Gas. Definitely again. Hockey. Hockey. I think people sleep on hockey. And then all the best collects with another cool play. It says picked up a 2018 Pulisic Kaboom last Friday, just in time for the big game winning PK. That game was crazy. Wild. Did you see any of it? I I saw I saw a lot of it after I didn't watch it live. Yo, it was. I like, saw a lot of water bottles being. Bro, around. it was cr- the whole thing was crazy. The the Mexico uh, co- the manager he got a red card because there was VAR going on, and he goes over and puts his arm around the ref and starts watching the VAR with him. The dude turns on and hits him <laughs> with the red. <laughs> the the political was sick too. Oh, he buried it. Buried. The PK, I and mean, in the backup goalie it. with the save, bro. The whole game was just madness after madness. I'm one of the first people to say that I'm not the biggest soccer guy. There are few things that can match a huge, huge soccer play, a huge PK. Uh, that save was like insane. Like if that's in a bigger Crazy. spot, it could be huge. Oh. Yeah, there's a few things like it for sure. Pulisic scores, takes his shirt off, runs to the corner where all the Mexico fans are, hits him with the shh. They just start ripping Rainer things. Got, like, Joe Reyna gets hit in the head. He goes down. Oh, it was great. It was great. The ref was like, just get me through this thing. He had no idea what was going on. Yeah, that was... They said like Mexico had won the last six. Yeah, we'd been getting buried by them. And we were down 2-1 late. When they scored 60 seconds in, didn't they? Yeah. 17 seconds in, and then they were, went up 2-0, and it was VAR, pulled it back. Didn't someone good get hurt? The goalie. Oh, the keep. No, Bang I thought somebody young Came out with hurt. his knee, Zach Steffen. Didn't Rainey get hit in the face? Yeah, he got hit in the face. With a bottle. Oh, well, yeah. But wow. if we're being honest, the replay shows it was like one of those plastic Coca-Cola cups. 
I get it, but like if you get smacked in the it face, it might have been filled with, with some a... ice. Like I get it. I think maybe there's a little bit more nervous. Sometimes getting hit in the head, you initially are like, I'm, I'm going to hit you in the face with a plastic Coke bottle. More at the of national. a three we'll day. No, 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 no. I'm talking about one of the cups, bro. A wax, like a not like a not a bottle. I'm talking about like a soda cup with a little bit of ice in it. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> the tape might not be kind. Mm, interesting. Interesting. All right. So I think that's all we got this week for play of the week. Um, hopefully we'll get uh, we'll get some more next week. But play of the week is brought to you by eBay. Again, your number one stop for all things cards and collectibles. I think next week we should bring back the the real play of the week. Just saying. I agree. Agreed. So guys, if you want to submit a real play of the week, one of the ones that we've done in the past, where you guys give us a little explanation, show us when you bought it, when you sold it, all of that, IG or Twitter, it's at Card Talk Pod. Tag us on there. Shoot us a DM. Jason will uh, will go through all of those, but we want to get as many as we can next week. So do us a favor. Reach out to us on Twitter or IG again at Card Talk Pod. I make a pledge to you two right now that next week I will come back from the Philly show with a play of the week. All right. So last for this week is the latest launch. So we've got a couple things coming out this week, but including big one for me, I think right? so there's a couple things I think you'll like. You've got Prism Draft Picks Collegiate Hobby Football, right? So another Prism Jay's product with, yep, with college. Love that. You've got Leaf Ultimate Draft Football. You have Series 2 Baseball Hobby and Jumbo, right? And then two up ties alley, including Tops UEFA Champions League Chrome Soccer and Upper Deck Game Used Golf. That's cool. This was National 2019 pickups. Lou, remember how much of this we were ripping at National? Oh, my God. Sancho and Felix. Galore. Oh, my. Everywhere. And then we got some Gary V stuff in here. Yeah, the one box of that I ripped, I got a foil Tatis out of. That's crazy. Yeah. We got two of and these joints. The, I'm pumped for Champions League. I, I, I'm i really excited about it. Do you know what it, it's going to retail uh, at? So it's currently being sold online for... Uh, 6.89 a box. Oof. I think I'm most excited for Prism Draft though. More college football that yeah. Yeah. College football. In. In on that. Again, Mosaic Euro should be cool, no? Mosaic Euro should be cool. People have been enjoying this Chronicles. Makes that's sense. out. People are popping open. Makes sense. I haven't had a chance to snipe in on any of that just yet. Um I do got to say, I am backed up. And I've mentioned to you guys a couple times, maybe the live is tonight, but I'm due for an IG live where I open about 15 packages of cards that people sent for the 137 collection. And I make a promise back to you, Lou, because you made a promise to us. I love when they promise to each other. That we're going to get that going. And I've, I've slacked for the people. Yeah, I want to see some of them are really. I saw a really cool Pokemon one that was one thirty-seven. Uh, Polygon might have been the Polygon. I think Polygon. Yep. Brian, do you have a promise to make? Do I have a promise to make? You you made a promise last night, actually. Yes, I did. Mm. Yes. You promise. Did. I, 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 I respect. Will, I will. Uh, I will follow through with that promise. <laughs> but <laughs> the promise was t- to bless t- the boys with a little CC two mark. Today is fifty days until the national. Let's fucking go. So I think that's what we'll end this week's episode with. 
50 days until the national. By the time you hear this, 49 days till the national. All right. Cool. That's all I got, guys. Peace. 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 That's a wrap on Card Talk this week. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen and get notified when we publish a new episode. It'd mean the world to us if you gave us a five-star rating and shared this episode with a friend. We'd love to answer your questions, so email us at cardtalkpod at gmail.com and we'll get to it in the next episode. Card Talk is a 1.37 p.m. podcast and a Gallery Media Group original production.